Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, and Alec Medford, as well as Carter on the cameras back there for us, making sure that the Twitch and YouTube page are all set up for you. It's time for Mike Asks All the Football Questions. All right. Kevin isn't here today, so I think I might include Alex. So if Alex screws up, let's let the fan tech say, he hey, won't. he's screwing up. He Just screw let up. Corey answer the questions. He is, Alec is very good at what he does. I try. Okay, Alec. My first football question, we'll let Corey go first, and then you can go second, is the San Francisco 49ers. My kind of question slash statement is they just won the NFC. They're in the Super Bowl, and they have a quarterback who makes less than a million dollars, and let's just round it up for the next couple years. So the next two years, Brock Purdy's going to make about $2 million, and it could be a little bit more, but it's going to be a very low number. Being a seventh-round pick, you have your quarterback at about a million dollars. The Cowboys are about to give Dak approximately, and I know you can manipulate the cap, but approximately $55 million a year is the guesstimation by most people. So he's going to make $110 million the next two years, and Purdy's going to make $2 million. Now, I will argue this, that Brock Purdy is a better quarterback already than Dak. So even if you want to say they're the same, they're different, but they're the same, they're on the same tier or the same level, I hear you, I can I can accept that. How are you supposed to compete with a team that has approximately 55 more million dollars to spend on their team versus your team? Okay, this is a very difficult thing to do. Now, what the Cowboys will likely do is they'll release some players. They will, and that's going to limit them. They're going to release probably like a Michael Gallup to save some money. Uh, they'll start turning over contracts. Uh, and saying we'll extend that out for the next five years. We'll just put that money in those ghost years. We'll, we'll, we'll lay it somewhere else. And again, what that does is that just limits you later down the road while it also, you're a little hamstrung right now. Um, they have so much talent on that team already that they've got kind of in a really good, tight situation. They got a lot of those guys. I'm talking about San Francisco right now. Their team, you can keep doing that. For there was a stretch where Broadus was like, I think that I would love to see the Cowboys be the team, the first one that says, We're bucking the trend. We're not going to go and just, we're keeping the quarterback just because we need to keep a quarterback. We're going to say, We're going to continue doing this unless you give us a Super Bowl. You're not getting that contract. And they didn't. They said, We're sticking with Dak Prescott. So that was a very difficult time whenever, because I kind of was in that same situation too, where I I had the Andy Dalton rant where I was like, he's going to be too good for the Cowboys to get the number one pick. That's why I don't want that guy there. If Dak gets hurt, let's just move on from it. And then it happened and they signed him. So what do I know? It's turned out roses since then. So Alec, when it comes to the 49ers getting to have $54 million approximately per year to add to their team versus the Dallas Cowboys, how in the world do we expect the Cowboys to really compete with San Francisco? 
I don't think you can. I mean, at, at this point, I think you have to wait for the Purdy cycle to end. You know, the rookie contract cycle just has to come to an end because they know exactly what they're doing with the roster construction out there. You look at the 2024 breakdown on Spotrack and only a million dollars of salary cap space is going towards the quarterback position altogether. And then you see offensive line is at 50 million, defensive line 61 million. They just get to allocate all this money everywhere else. And for the Cowboys, I think you kind of got to wait for your quarterback cycle to end too. Whenever you decide that's going to be, you know, that's up to Jerry and Steven. I don't know how long that extension is going to look for Dak, but it seems like you have to wait for both quarterback cycles to end and both teams find a new answer at that position. Until that happens, I don't know where you compete. So looking at, I'm at overthecap.com. So I'm going to tell you, it's not maybe as bad as we think. Now, I don't think they can really compete with San Francisco because the money's allocated other places. It says here San Francisco is over the cap for this upcoming season. So they don't have what you'd consider free agent money in the offseason. It says here that they are approximately $3.7 million over the cap. And with effective cap space, they have negative $11.7 million. So I guess the good news is that San Francisco doesn't look like they can go out this offseason and add more to their team. Now they can restructure things like that. And they still have two more years. That's the tough thing to Alex's point. They still have two more years of a million-dollar quarterback. The Cowboys are $19.7 million over the cap and have approximately negative $22.8 million in effective cap space. So the Cowboys are going to have to cut players without really re-signing many. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is the tough part is the Cowboys are going to be a lesser team next year. I get they're going to restructure Dak's contract. That's going to help out, and they're going to probably try to restructure some other things. But when you look at what they're about to have to pay C.D. Lamb and what they're about to have to pay Micah Parsons, I don't see how this Cowboys team can really compete with, and I'll bring up another team in a minute, I don't know how they're really going to compete as a Super Bowl contender or an NFC contender with where they're at salary-wise. Let me add this, too. Like, this is how you maximize your window, okay? Because it feels like San Francisco's been good for a while now, right? Like, at least, that I means since Shanahan they're got in the there. Super Bowl with yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. in 2019. This is how you maximize a window. Nick Bosa, very expensive for five years, all right? He, but he's got five years left on his contract. Trent Williams has six years. Uh, I'm sorry, uh... uh you know, I'm going to have to revisit this in just a second. Okay. But th but the, their windows are all in the same time period with about so many years on that contract. Yeah. And, Mike, they're both they're all not just drafted. They're really good, talented players that were signed in free agency and made in trades, too. They used the entire spectrum to build this team. It'll be interesting here. My next football question is, and maybe this is a year too early because San Francisco has a major advantage. And if Brock Purdy plays well in the Super Bowl and wins – then you go, all right, in two years, we're going to give you a $60 million a year contract. You're going to get whatever, some $400 million contract total, which equals about $60 million per year. I'm wondering this, guys. My next question, if San Francisco loses in the Super Bowl and Brock Purdy struggles, is there a possibility that San Francisco drafts another quarterback in this upcoming draft and he kind of back up? He's the backup to Brock Purdy for a year. And then they look to maybe move Brock Purdy in year four for a whole bunch of picks. 
You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, do you think that they would be that bold and brave if they lose? If they win, I can't imagine that would be super bold. If you win and you still stick with this philosophy, could San Francisco go? Look, unless we have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or somebody that good, you can't win in this league paying fifty-five to sixty million dollars to a good quarterback. They have to be Hall of Fame great quarterback. Could you see San Francisco drafting a quarterback if they don't win this Super Bowl? I, uh, yes, uh, because in, I, I'm very interested to see where the conversation lands. Because doesn't it feel like Shanahan can just say, "Well, I gotta, I gotta change quarterbacks here," well, but he's also the one that decided to go with the quarterback. So, is anybody calling for his job? Well, not John Lynch, because John Lynch got hired by Shanahan. So, owner would have to be tired of being in this situation, being in, yeah. being that close. It's more, it's more, I think, in Shanahan's power. To say we're that we're still that quarterback away, but then, like I was saying, Mike, on these contracts, a lot of these guys have options through twenty twenty seven with this team. Okay. I'm talking Fred Warner's, I'm talking Debo Samuel's, I'm talking Christian McCaffrey's that are with this team for a long time. So you can still do that if you haven't gotten to that point. Alec, do you think there'll ever be a team in your lifetime that takes the approach of we're always going to have a a quarterback on his rookie deal? Unless we draft Patrick Mahomes and we find out, oh, my God, we did hit. We hit the Hall of Fame generational guy. I don't think it'll happen, Alec, my opinion, but do you think that there'll ever be a time where a team like San Francisco would say, let's just keep going with young quarterbacks making no money? No, I don't think it's going to happen because I think that a lot of teams do become infatuated with the comfortability that they have in certain guys. I mean, you see it here in Dallas with Dak Prescott. You've seen it in other places with, like, a Kirk Cousins. You've seen it at times with even a Jameis Winston. Like, you see it with vast kinds of talent, different skill sets of quarterbacks to where people just, they know what they got, and they don't want to test the waters again. But I I, I could see a team kind of leaning towards it for a while, but not really sticking to it because I think eventually they'll fall in love with that one guy that takes them to the Super Bowl and maybe wins them one. And they're like, yeah, we found our guy. Let's give him, you know, five years from now, $70 million. And they just get a little too comfortable. All right. So now let's stick with the NFC and let's go to the team that lost on Sunday, the Detroit Lions. I find this interesting, kind of a statement you guys can work off of. The Lions are not worried about cap. They have actually a lot of cap space to improve this team. So if you thought, well, what are the Lions going to do to try to stay there? They have an effective cap space over $45 million. They actually have in cap space, it's $58.6 million. So they could even manipulate it where they have like 60 plus million dollars in cap space. So how... How excited are you or worried if you're a Cowboys fan about the Detroit Lions actually taking this team and adding three or four free agents to it? And they have four picks in the first three rounds. Yeah, they have Yeah, they have uh, two seconds, right? Two or is thirds. it two thirds? Yeah, two thirds, which is a place that they can, you know, make something happen as well. Yeah. That is, I, I kind of, I guess I'm going to have to revisit the, uh, the free agent market and what they need, because I think based on what the rest of the world thinks right now, it was just coaching. That was the problem in that game. And they, the whole team deflated in the second we half. We heard they had a weak secondary yeah. playing against when the Cowboys were going to play against them. Didn't we hear you could pass a lot against yeah, them? And against San Francisco, Greg Olson talked about that a lot. So I would, I would presume that secondary is going to be a place that they go. I don't know if they want to spend all that money there, but can or you, if they you draft want a to. guy in the first or second round, you like as a cornerback, you sign, I'm not saying this would be a great sign, but what if they got Gilmore on a 
one-year, $8 million contract. Fantastic And then they drafted a first-round draft pick cornerback. And now they're like, hey, we're adding depth, and and we're hoping young talent and a veteran guy who can help us get better. They will have to visit the Amon Ross St. Brown contract shortly because his contract's up in 2024. So, and he's an unrestricted free agent the next year. So they're going to have to visit that. But for the most part, yes, Mike, this, okay. this team can do a lot of damage this offseason. I guess this is going way too quick. My last one is the Kansas City Chiefs are obviously in the Super Bowl. This was a reset year for them cap-wise. They had to do certain things to make sure that their cap wasn't screwed over in the future. If you're wondering about the Chiefs, they have $24 million of cap space in the offseason. So if you were like, well, this can't last, or they probably have to be this run of making the NFC or AFC championship game and being in the Super Bowl for the fourth time in six years, well, they're about to have to pay the piper. Nope. They reset it. They have $24 million in cap space. Now, in real cap money, it says that they have about $16 million to spend in this offseason. So if you're wondering... Could they get better at wide receiver or could they do something here or there? Uh, The Chiefs actually were able to reset kind of their cap number this year. So now going forward, they're not really up against it. Yeah, I I wonder if they want to commit more to their their defensive side of the ball, too, because it does it does help balance out Patrick Mahomes this year. Just look at what they're doing right now. And they could probably say we'll visit draft. I mean, Rice is. Rice is going to have another year next year to get better. And so I think like you're just starting to see that connection start to work as you've as you've gone along here. I don't know how much they want to commit to the offensive side. Eventually, I guess the Travis Kelsey replacement is going to have to be something they have to consider. But I would probably see them spending that frugally on the other side. And they still have options to work with Mahomes' contract down the road, too. So for the entirety of his career, they've done a very smart job there. By the way, the Packers are $7 million over in effective cap space. So oh. the Packers can't really, even though they have Jordan Love on a rookie deal, they can't really do a lot in free agency. And the teams that I'm going to wonder about, what are they going to do? Uh, Jim Harbaugh's new team is $55 million over in effective cap space. $55 million. The Bills. $55 million over in effective cap space, about $51 million in cap space. And the Dolphins are also $52 million over the cap and almost $59 million over in effective cap space. So the Chargers, Bills, and Dolphins might have to be cutting some players. I'm interested in the in the Chargers because they just hired uh, Joe Hort, Hort, Hortiz uh, as their new GM. And he's been in the Ravens culture for a long time. So I think they're like, he's just looking over at his brother going, that organization has had a fantastic uh, approach to building a team. We're going to build like the Baltimore Ravens do. It might just be starting all over, but they have a quarterback. So T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.